Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who have experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. start off by saying thank you so much for joining me here today, Sonia, and I'm so excited to hear about your business and your journey as an entrepreneur and to hear everything you've been up to. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. This is great. (laughs) Yes, of course. I'm excited. So how about we start off with having you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and about your business. Okay. So my background is in uh, broadcast journalism and uh, when I was in that career, I learned the power of uh, words and pictures and how it can evoke emotion, not to mention what I loved about it was that I was able to give people the right information that they need in order for them to make informed decisions. And when you look at We Distill, that's exactly what it is. Um, It's a mobile platform where people go on, they define who they are, and then we match them with people and natural and traditional beauty brands that align with their with their shared values. Amazing. Well, and I'm so excited to hear more about it. But I guess to start off, do you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, how this whole business came to be? Yeah, it's interesting because I always as a child, and even through my adult life, tried to fit in. And especially in journalism, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure there. And I went for years undiagnosed with ADHD and not realizing what was going on. I always used to beat myself up wondering, why don't I function like other people? Um, And it was because I was battling something that I really didn't know what was going on. And I would pretend that everything was fine when it really wasn't. It wasn't until, I guess, a couple of stress leaves later from my job um, and then leaving that job and moving on to uh, pursue a graduate degree that I was having some of these same issues. And then I was diagnosed with ADHD. To be honest with you, Sarah, I was devastated because I was devastated and relieved, uh, relieved because I realized, oh my God, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> um, but at the same time too, had I had the courage enough and the self-confidence enough to share with people around me that I had challenges, I would have saved myself a whole world of pain and suffering, really. Um, so I think that no one should really have to go through that. And with We Distill, um, it's exactly what I'm trying to uh, prevent other people from going through. So you come on, you define who you are, and you're not there to pretend to be someone you're not. You're there to meet like-minded people um, as well as uh, connect with with brands. As so, you're surrounded with the right people and the brands to so you can become the best version of who you want to be, inside and out. No pretense. So that mm-hmm. was my inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. And I think, you know, what you point on there too is so important is the transparency sort oh. of between brands and people and, you know, the, the advertising of and everything. And so what was it that really sort of brought in that beauty component to the app and sort of the, you know, the focus around that? Beauty is one thing that we are defined by and we define ourselves by. I think that it's the one thing that can really break us emotionally, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's the one thing I think that's closest to us. And when we're talking about um, lifting people up and giving people the right information that they need, surrounding them with the right people who are like-minded, where they don't have to, you know, worry about not being themselves, they just show up in their full authentic self. Um, to me, beauty just made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. And, you know, it's like even when you decided, you said you were going sort of through a graduate program and then you the, that's when this idea sort of came to you. Um, had you always sort of wanted to start your own business or how did you sort of get into that whole world of entrepreneurship? Ever since I was a little girl, I, I wanted to start my own company. Uh, so it's kind of funny that I went with that in mind to journalism and then back to that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's something to be said about truly trying to create the life that you want to live, you know, and maybe I took a long route because I didn't have the self-confidence. But because so much has happened and, you know, we evolve, um, I said, you know what, what do I have to lose truly? you know, I've got more to lose by not trying at all. So here we are. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, that's the scariest part, especially with starting a business is just taking that first step and getting, getting started and getting into it. And so within, even in the beginning or now sort of what has been sort of the biggest, you know, change or difference that you've seen from, you know, working in the industry as a sort of a, as a reporter to now owning your own business? It's kind of funny. Um, in journalism, there's everything is deadline driven, right? Not that entrepreneurship isn't, but it's in a different way. Everything is now. Everything is yesterday. So you know, you have an idea at like eight o'clock, um, and then it has to you have to have it, you know, come to fruition. It's on the air by five or six. Um, so what I found very difficult. <laughs> was to understand after that, that that's not reality. People don't function that way. But in that business, everyone functions that way. So that's, 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 <laughs> that's, the, that's your world. <laughs> I'm sure I drove so many people crazy after that. So I'm like, what do you mean you can't do it now? What's going on? It's like, oh my gosh, like what's up with this woman? But yeah, that was probably a huge adjustment because just coming to terms with, no, things don't take just eight hours or even, you know, maybe let's even get 24, 48 hours. No, they do take a lot longer, you know, and you're not dealing with people who operate like you do. You're dealing with all sorts of people, right, that are on their own schedule. So just really trying to factor, um, understand that uh, was, was a hard transition. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely, yeah, big, big leap into entrepreneurship, especially, you know, you're wearing all of the hats there as well and playing so many different roles. Um, and so I'm curious too, is, you know, when you first were starting out, you know, a bit about like the creation of the, the product itself and sort of how that came to be, um, any, anything sort of there from the beginning of that? Yeah, like having an idea and trying to figure out how to put it together. Um, who am I? Who was I going to um, involve? That was really tough to try and find people. Um, then just sketching it out, hiring a UI UX person, um, then iterating on just that idea by asking users to uh, just testing it with the users actually is what we did. Uh, create the prototype, test it with users, um, test it also to get brand feedback as well. Um, and then start to build once we realized that people really liked what we, what we had. Um, and no, there weren't just, there weren't family and friends. <laughs> They're going to tell you what you want to hear, but other people like uh, outside of, you know, family and friends, um, especially when you start signing contracts, right? You're like, whoa, people are signing contracts now. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much how the process was, essentially. Just asking people's feedback, iterating on the idea based on what they thought, and then away you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely a very important component. And I'm, I'm curious too, is, you know, once you actually started diving into sort of the beauty industry and, you know, how you were going to translate that through, through your business, um, was there some like sort of something surprising you sort of found out, you know, from, from looking into all the beauty industries and really getting to the bottom of different things? Was there something that really stands out that, you know, you were shocked by? You know, I find that the community, especially when it comes to indie, I'm very close-knit. That's what I was shocked by. Maybe because, maybe Big Beauty's, you know, different, but um, I found that the founders to be extremely open, to extremely giving of their heart. When When you think about beauty, you don't really think about it in that regard. You think about it being cutthroat right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, the founders and the reason why they're uh, doing what they do really comes from from the heart. And that I was surprised by. I didn't expect that. And that was, I mean, goodness, um, a welcome discovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 definitely interesting, you know, when you see sort of behind the scenes of those different industries and everything. And, um, you know, with the creation of your business and starting up and even running now, um, what have you found to sort of be, you know, a big major challenge maybe that you've overcome? Um, and sort of what did you do during this time? Oh, a big challenge was uh, finding the right people. You know, that to me was a huge challenge, uh, understanding that you can find people who have skills. They say they have skills, whether or not they can execute on what they say they can is a completely different thing. <laughs> um, you can't buy passion. There's, that's, that's 100%. You know, you can have, I found that there were people coming into my life who had, you know, a skill set, but they lacked the drive and the passion. And there were people who were unbelievably passionate, but maybe didn't have the level of skill. You know what? Uh, Take the people who have the passion, like hands down. So that's what I've learned. You can't, you can't buy that. Mm -hmm. I I actually, I saw a post recently too, where it, it said, yeah, you can't, 
you can't teach um, passion or like dedication, but you can really, you can teach the skills part of it. So I definitely agree. And do you have sort of any, you know, piece of advice for someone's listening, you know, about sort of finding those right fit for your team or something that, you know, really help with that, you know, finding that right match? Try them out first. <laughs> Try them out first. Um, see how you work together uh, before you go into any kind of contracts that are long term or anything like that, of course. Um, but trying them out first to see if the personality types fit, um, if they're even passionate about what you're doing, like a month or two months from now. Remember, you're the one in it for the long haul. They may not be. I think people have their own idea about what entrepreneurship is. Some people think it's like, you know, in and out. Um, and it's really not, it's, it's a, it's a marathon, right? So you want the people who are going to not just say that they understand, but actually do. And the only way you're going to find that out is if you try them out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's a great piece of advice too, because there is definitely a lot of, you know, time and money that does go into recruitment as well. So you want to make sure it's the right fit beforehand. So I think that's a great piece of advice. And, um, you know, with your company too, do you mind sharing maybe some of the marketing strategies that you've um, sort of used to really amplify the message of the brand when starting out? Well, we've just not too long ago um, launched our newsletter. And that's been quite a success. A number of people love what we're what we're doing, and I think it's because we're focused more on the human element. So it's not really so much a sales. It's really sharing why people do what they do, and really focused on self-defined beauty, um, which is the premise of our platform anyway. So we've been able to um, interview such really amazing people. Um, and I found that to date, that's been the most, um, the most interesting, but also probably the most successful to this date. We're still figuring it out. I'm not going to say that we've got it all down pat because we don't. We're obviously, you know, early startup. But that um, collaborating with like-minded people, and that, of course, would be a part of our newsletter. Um, of course, doing, you know, having opportunities like this to speak on your podcast, working with a PR firm as well to do that. So that those types of opportunities we focused on. Mm -hmm. Definitely some great strategies. And, you know, especially with the newsletter too, I think, you know, right now content and like having that meaningful content that connect, connects to people instead of like, you know, you said it's not about selling to them. It's about really just the information I think is, you know, critical right now. And that's sort of what people are grasping towards. So I think it's a definitely great strategy, um, you know, for, for marketing. And, you know, has there been sort of one moment, you know, looking back so far that really stands out to you sort of like a pinch me moment that you know, is a big sort of highlight from your journey? Well, I can say that it was just even a few days ago, we just invited the entire team onto our platform. So that's been huge for us. <laughs> that's been huge. Um, and then in the next week or so, we're going to invite more um, people onto the platform so we can iterate with real user feedback. You know, they say the hardest thing is to get something out the door. <laughs> So for, for us, um, yes, there have been highlights along the way, but they really mean nothing unless you've got a product out there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so to me, that's a huge highlight and it's a huge mi milestone for us. Um, and so far, 
based on even our prototype. And now that we've got something that's tangible that you can touch, you can feel, that you can play with, um, that to me is just the ultimate at this point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And do you mind telling sort of a bit about, you know, maybe sort of the matching process? You know, you said you match people to like-minded individuals or brands, you know, a bit about that and sort of what you look for in a brand, perhaps, you know, that you really like to bring in. Okay. So we can talk about the brands first. We look for a story. We really do. Um, I think that that's important. It's one thing to, you know, sell a product, but I think the story does sell the product. We're really focused as well on the founder. So people who are coming on the platform, they get to meet the founder, they get to interact with the founder. That's really important to drive not just the sale, but to understand why this founder is doing what they do. Um, so that, that to me is, is hands down. Uh, in terms of the platform, you know, a user will come on, they create a values-based profile. That values-based profile would look something like, you know, what do, what do you value? Do you, do you value the environment? Um, you know, social justice, you know, is one of them. Uh, transparency, and there's a, another, a few others. Then what level of transparency do you want to see? Is it ingredients? Is it a people behind the brand? Um, other things. Then we ask a series of psychographic and demographic um, questions. And then all of a sudden, you are matched with, uh, with like-minded brands that share your values and your lifestyle, as well as the people. You decide who you want to work with. And then those, that, those brands become an aggregator of content, services, and product specifically for you. And then you get to work with the brands, actually, to curate your own experience on the platform. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. And I also, you know, really love what you said, too, with the brands and, you know, the story behind it. I think that's really what people gravitate towards with any sort of brand or, you know, especially small businesses that you, you want to support. It's because of those people behind behind the screens, behind the business. So I think it's great to, you know, be able to share those experiences and stories with, with the other people in it um, through the app. And, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, too, about sort of the difference you found from, you know, working as a reporter in the industry as to now being an entrepreneur? And has there been something you've really learned about yourself through the experience of starting and running your own business? I'm impatient. (laughs) I'm extremely impatient. And I'm, you know, learning that not everyone operates in the same way. You need to take a step back and really evaluate you know, sometimes if things don't work out, it's not because maybe they weren't meant to. There's, I've, I've, it's so interesting. In this journey, I've learned that when something doesn't work out, something better always is around the corner, like always. And I'm thinking, like, holy crap. <laughs> Whoa, you know, um, I didn't see that coming. And, and I start, I'm starting to now uh, trust in the process. And before I never did that, I was always, you know, um, once we do this, then we have to do that. Then this is, because that's really, truly how I got into journalism was being so militant, but this is a completely different journey. So um, I'm learning now more to just, you know, set aside um, that side, which was, you know, I'm militant in terms of trying to get what I want and trying to make something happen. 
um, and trust the process because things do happen when they are supposed to. Not that you lay back and relax and say, okay, things are happening. You still got to move, <laughs> you know, you still have to work. Um, but trust that if something doesn't work out, there's a reason why. But there is always something better around the corner. Always. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like that saying, you know, one door closes, oh, two sure. more open. And I think especially with this past year, you know, I don't think anyone's plans have gone, you know, as, as according to the way that they had hoped for or, you know, were planning on to. So I think that it's always great to, you know, have those other options and sort of be open because like you said, everything sort of happens for a reason and it'll end up to where it needs to be. And, um, you know, with that too, is there sort of one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's thinking of starting a business or maybe something that you wish you were told when you had first started? You're going to have a lot of, I think, people who have a lot of opinions from all over the place. It's understanding who is there to truly support you um, and take take what you can from it and just leave the rest. <laughs> Sometimes um, people are there because they're there in good faith and they're there because they truly want to support you. Sometimes maybe not so much. So it's understanding how to read what is for your highest good and what isn't, right? So that for me is probably the best advice I can give. Surround yourself with people who are for you. Not that they're yes people and they're telling you what you want to hear. That, that, that's not a person who's for you in my opinion. <laughs> um, you know, you should surround yourself with people who want the best for you and for what your vision is. It might take time to to um, to figure that out, but eventually, those the, the right people tend to rise. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I think it's a great, great piece of advice. And it's definitely true. And you want to find that sort of community and support system, especially as an entrepreneur, because, you know, in starting, especially it's, it's just you there. So having those people you can really lean on. And was that something too, that, you know, you found, you know, before working, like you said, with a full team as a reporter, and then going to be an entrepreneur on your own, was that some a sort of transition that you, you had as well? Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was in a different way. I think in journalism, everyone is working for a common goal. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you have something that you need to deliver and it needs to be delivered well. You need to prom- you promise the viewer something at you know, the beginning. You better make sure you deliver on it. Um, and everybody's working toward that. They're all worker bees. We're all worker bees working toward that. Um, in entrepreneurship, things are a little different. I found that trying to surround myself with the right people, that's been not, it's not easy. It hasn't been easy. And I think it's also in part because um, it's something that is not, unless you're doing it on your own, unless you're also doing it, it would be hard to wrap your head around. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think there's, there, it all, we could also look at it from that perspective too. Um, but yeah, it, it hasn't been, it hasn't been easy. Like, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of, you know, Innovation Guelph and CFC and just really looking for great oh, female founder groups too, um, who can, who can offer that, that offer that kind of support that I need. And not to mention also good girlfriends that I've had from even before I was a journalist, you know, relying on that. My family is fantastic. I can't complain about that. I feel blessed. So, I mean, really, truly sticking to people 
who mean you well and recognizing the ones who don't and leave those people to the side. They'll always be there. <laughs> There's no question. Um, but, you know, forget about them. Focus on the ones who, who have your back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I think that's definitely such a great point and, you know, something that a lot of entrepreneurs can definitely relate to. So I think it's great sort of advice for that. And you, you mentioned too, you know, a big step that you just had the few days ago getting the team all on. Do you have any future plans coming up for your business that you'd like to share? Yes. Um, we, the goal is to expand into wellness. So not just beauty. And obviously as a natural progression is when I talk about inner to outer beauty, right? So mm-hmm. that makes sense. And, you know, we're, we're looking to, we'd love to expand into the U.S., So, you know, and outside of fundraising and all of that, that's typical, right? (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, expanding into wellness would be, is, is fantastic. That's, that's where I'd like us to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm definitely excited to, you know, see that come into it and where can people go to find the app and follow along with this and your journey with it all? So if you go on to weedistill.com, so weedistill without the eyes, W-E-D-S-T-L-L.com and sign up to be, um, to be an early user. We'd love to have you. Amazing. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Sonia, for joining me here today. It was so great to hear about your journey as well as your business. And I'm so excited for all of these future plans coming up and to see everything play out. So thank you so much for joining me here. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me. This was so much fun. (laughs) It was. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.